Welcome back to Keeping It Real. I'm your host, Ed Smith, and in today's episode, I was joined by my now great friend, Olive, and we talked about her journey with mental health, uh, what quarantine did for her, and the college experience right now, and what that's uh, doing for us. Tune in and enjoy. My friends wanted to go shopping and like, I want to be included. Feel that? New friends? Uh, no. Well, like, I guess everything's new. Yeah, for sure. So, but like a new, like same group of people you've been hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I had yeah. some people text me from class today. That's good. Actually, yeah, our That's museum's awesome. class. Annalise has been texting me. Yeah. Is that the? She's on Zoom. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, it's so cool that, um, I don't even know our professor's name. I know it's Eric, but I don't know Dewar. his name. Doer. Mm-hmm. That's cool that he's, like, very concerned about it. Today just... was, like, kind of heavy, though. I, I honestly like that, because I don't like talk. I like museums, and I like mm-hmm. learning about them, but we're kind of already running out of stuff to talk about, in a sense. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, he'll find more. <laughs> but it I feels, get what you're saying. It feels repetitive, in a way. Yeah. But, like... Talking about that stuff was cool because like we just completely got away from museums and just kind of talked about how we felt about everything, which was, I mean, that's awesome. Like, that's all I do. Yeah, I feel like it was an important conversation to have, but it was kind of heavy because we went in and he's like looking at us and he's like, you know what? You're all depressed. Yeah. And yeah, then was yeah. like, okay, let's talk about systemic racism now. And it's just like, whoo. No, I know. Okay, 11 a.m. Like, okay. <laughs> that was bad for me. <laughs> But no, I 100% like I really appreciate his efforts like cuz he definitely wants us to have a college experience and he mm-hmm. knows it's not it's not bad. I really enjoy what's happening, but it definitely is off. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like even not having any experience, it definitely is off. Like it feels weird. Like it feels lonely in a mm-hmm. sense. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like I'm either in my room alone, I'm either walking like to my class alone in my class which is like four people max. Yeah, literally. And then like, there's a bunch on Zooms, but what really, I would, like, I get people don't want to put their cameras on and stuff, but, like, when some when there's a face instead of just a black box and a name, it's a lot different, you know? I was just talking about that with Annalise, actually. I was talking about, like, just how our professor, like, tries so hard, and, like, it's hard because half the class doesn't participate at all. It's like they're not even there yeah. because they're online and they have their cameras off and they don't say anything. Yeah, but at the same time, like there might be some social anxiety there yeah. too, you know. I totally like, get that because when I was at home and like I had to do it on Zoom, I like literally wanted to hide. Yeah. <laughs> so, I get that, but it's also like I don't know. I guess it's just like you have to adapt. I've never been in a class where there's people in the classroom and I'm on Zoom. I've only been in Zoom classes where we're all in Zoom, so yeah. I, I don't really have that perspective yet. It's weird. You can't hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Nothing. But, yeah, I under, I don't I don't understand why some people keep their cameras off, because like, then we'll go into breakout rooms and into mm-hmm. groups, and they'll immediately turn it on, and then it will just completely change the like dynamic, you know? It's oh, hot. Breakout rooms. What? <laughs> they're the worst. What? I but like so them because finally first, get to talk to people. They're awkward at. They're the worst at first. I don't think anything's ever awkward. That's because you're you. So. <laughs> well, just because someone's got to break the ice, and once it's broken, like yeah. it's fine, you know. But why do you think it's awkward? Just because you go in there and you all just like stare and blink at each other. Yeah, that's true. Especially if you're in it with people who aren't like you, who don't just like to talk to. Yeah. Anyone, so. 
It's not even like yeah. they don't like to. It's just some people overthink it and mm-hmm. then they just create anxiety for themselves. Like, yeah. I like talking, but I don't think about it. I just say whatever I want to say. <laughs> and like most of, like a majority of the time, like it would just go quiet or like no one would respond to it. And I'm just like, whatever, it didn't work. I just don't know how weird I can be right off the bat. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but what's like, what is, pers- yeah, I get what you're saying. It's, it is tough. Like there are a lot of egos, you know, mm-hmm. and like, that was a big thing coming here is like, I kind of had dropped the ego, but coming back here, like it brought it back a little bit. Cause you do think about what people think about, you know, or yeah. think about you. And it's tough to, tough to get rid of that. And like, just keep doing what you feel, especially when you encounter people so few and far between mm-hmm. here, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you start to play to what they like so you can keep that connection. But I, I agree. It's been hard, like sort of coming back into the world after quarantine. Cause I feel like quarantine Unlike most people, I really enjoyed it, which is, like, weird. No, it is but, not. That, it was... Yeah. I really enjoyed it, too. I just feel like it gave me a lot of time to, like, reflect on myself and sort of work on, like, what I always made up some excuse to not work on. Like, I'm too busy, I'm at school, I have all this going on, so, like, I can't focus on what's going on with me. But now, like, that I was just at home there's no excuses anymore yeah. you know like you you have to face all of the stuff that you've been avoiding for so long that's so awesome so i did and then i feel like coming back what are some of the world, things you had to face just like a lot of issues with like myself and like my self-esteem and like the people in my life i feel like quarantine really forced me to reflect on like who i was surrounding myself with because it's so easy in high school especially at a small high school like where i come from i graduated with like 120 people so it's like you're with those people for like many hours a day every day all the time like those are the people you're forced to be around so they obviously and when shit goes down like you still have to encounter them every day like that's what a lot of people tell me about college is like say there was a bad relationship like you just don't go out of your way to hang out with them mm-hmm. and you never encounter them again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not like your your goal, not your goal, but you don't fall back on having that. You know what I'm saying? But it is just the difference of high school yeah. and college. And then it was like, once you're not seeing those people every day, you start to think to yourself, like, am I just seeing these people? Am I just friends with these people because like of convenience, because they're there, because they're contributing something to my life or I'm contributing something to theirs. I realized that a lot of my relationships were just convenience. And so that, when you realized that, did you make the t- was it tough to make that decision? I don't think I really made any decision. I think things kind of just fell apart. Yeah. And I just accepted it because it was as truth. I did more work on myself and realized, you know, my own self-worth, I realized that I don't want to put effort into relationships where it's not mutual. Yeah. You know, where people aren't putting the same amount of effort in. It just wasn't worth it. So 100%. I think I did lose a few friends for sure. Well, let's be real. You just said you did, what you're describing doesn't seem like a friend. That's true. I lost what I thought the people who you I lost thought were my friends. I guess, yeah. Uh, another name, you know. <laughs> I call everyone my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good attitude. But what are some of the things you did to, to work on yourself? Uh, I don't know. Lots of therapy, I guess. You did go to therapy? Yeah. I've been going to therapy weekly. Um for a little over a year now. I mean, I've gone to therapy on and off for many years. Is this solo, one-on-one? Mm-hmm. And does you like it? I love it, yeah. yeah. And you have a good relationship? I've been seeing my therapist since I was like 12. Wow. So yeah, we definitely have a good relationship. 
I mean, there were periods of time where I didn't see her and where I did group stuff, but mm -hmm. it's always sort of been her, so. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's really awesome. Did you ever go on any medication or anything, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. I'm not on it anymore. That's so good. But, um, like, earlier in high school um, and in middle school, I was on, like, antidepressants and stuff like that. Do you, so, I have friends who I've talked to this about with them, and they I have some who are still on medication, and when you were given the plan of medication, was there ever a plan to stop it, or was it just kind of like, you're going to do this, and it's going to keep going, and then we're going to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of my friends can't get out of that loop because they're so used to that medication being there. I feel like it was medication wasn't like the fixer. Uh-huh. I was using medication like in addition to the therapy that I was doing and all sorts of other things. So I don't think there was ever a specific plan, but any medication that I was on, I chose to be on and me choosing to go off of it that was also my own choice i was my entire process with like coping with my mental illness it's always been me who's like been advocating for myself so i mean obviously the doctor has like put me on those medications and taken me off of them but a lot of it was like i want to be on medication because i think it's going to be helpful for me and then i don't want to be on medication anymore because it's no longer helpful for me so what, what would like it help with just like stabilizing, you know, I feel like, or it's, I don't feel like it, it is, um, with mental illness. I mean, it's like a chemical imbalance Yeah. and there's only so much you can do just talking about it. And, you know, I was at the point where I only saw my therapist like maybe twice a month. So there's only so much work you can do. And there's so much that goes on, especially when you're like a young teenager yeah. <laughs> who's like coping with all of this stuff that... Mm -hmm some adults can barely handle that like it's not enough to just talk about it like because like you said that chemical balance imbalance mm -hmm. is there you know and i feel like i needed something that was like an extra supporter 100 percent. Yeah. and so what how how'd you get off of it i just how'd you recognize um, when it wasn't working i think you just know that it wasn't adding anything it wasn't taking anything away so i just wanted everything that i felt to be myself because when you're on medication, like, it depends on what you're on. And I was on a bunch of different ones um, for, at different periods, but they sort of, like, numb you. Yeah. And I didn't want that anymore. Mm. I wanted everything that I was feeling to be authentically me. And, like, if I'm feeling super depressed that day, then, like, I know what's happening. I know that it's me, and I know it is, that it's not medication that's doing that to me. You're very strong-minded. A lot of people shy away from that, yeah. where, they, where they don't want... The big thing about emotions is people want to ignore them and act like they're not there, but to get through them, you have to indulge in it almost. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're sad, like, play that sad song, be sad, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because that's how you get out of being sad, and that's that's really impressive. Yeah. I really The only way out is through, so... That's awesome. And that's what quarantine helped me with a lot, too, is I definitely had my fair share of times where, like... If things get too much, all I want to do is avoid it. Yeah. And I've done a lot of things, a lot of horrible choices to try to numb my emotions or try to, like, get out of facing what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. But I think having to spend so much time with myself and my own thoughts, it was like, okay, well, now's the time. There's nothing else you can do, so... I had this... I was never... 
I was never at a horrible point. I've just definitely was at that same point of recognizing like, okay, this is all you, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, there was things I was doing to cope with it. Like I was smoking weed like every day, you know? And it, I wasn't like, I don't, it's weird cause it's crazy how good I feel now makes mm -hmm. it, me feel like what I was back then was so sad, but compared to other people, it wasn't anything, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And it's just wild because it is that self-reflection realizing like, okay, you got all this time to like, get shit done that you wanted to get done you know mm -hmm. and that's it's admirable that you recognize that because a lot of people didn't and they're like this is a waste of time like what do i do like what other netflix series is out what do i do now and self-destruct you know yeah did you recognize that from the beginning of quarantine because i'm gonna be honest when no. quarantine started <laughs> i was like this is awesome like everything's done mm -hmm. and like i would just play video games all day i stopped working out i stopped eating right i started smoking all day mm -hmm. playing poker with my friends and then like it hit a day where i was like i just looked in the mirror and i was like what are you doing you know yeah. i don't i don't know because i think i started quarantine just like heartbroken like everything's being taken away from me and like 2019 was like a horrible year for me and I was like literally on New Year's I just spent it crying because I was so happy that the year was over and now like all of this shit has happened yeah and so I was like okay so I went through all of this and all I wanted to do was just like graduate high school and like have a normal college experience whatever that is um <laughs> and now like it's all at, fucked up and out of my control <laughs> like what am I supposed to do yeah and I was just so upset like I couldn't see my friends or anything and yeah I gave myself a few weeks of like wallowing in pity being like what the fuck am I gonna do now yeah but did your school have classes yeah That's but not like not like zoom classes like I didn't have to show up to class you it just would just like give me assignments so that was also good because I had a lot of independence and I feel like a lot of people struggled with that but I did really well I struggled with that I didn't do yeah. anything um, but I really liked, like, delegating my own schedule. That's awesome. Yeah. It was hard at first, like, just sitting at home. No no one's gonna come in here and yell at me if I don't mm -hmm. do my homework, but... Yeah. I don't know, the perfectionist in me always forces myself to do it, so... You got good grades in high school? Um, do you at stress, the end. Do you stress about school? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even if I don't have to. I feel like... Um, I went to boarding school for the first two years of high school, uh -huh. and I didn't do that well. Um, I mean, I didn't do that well by my standards. What, I feel what, like is, what is it? Just... It's just like B's and some C's yeah. and then like a few D's in uh -huh. like physics, of course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that kind of like discouraged me because I didn't really do well then, but then once I switched schools... It was so much better for my mental health that I think I did a lot better in school. So. Uh huh. And I switched to what public? Mm hmm. And it's senior year with straight A's. Nice. So, Good yeah. shit. Mm hmm. So after my few weeks of like crying a lot, <laughs> I was like, well, this is what it is, and I don't think it's gonna go away anytime soon because I have a pessimistic outlook on life, but it hasn't gone away. So well, it depends. Guess who's right? Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um so I was like, let's do something with it. Yeah. What'd yeah. you start with? Because you, you keep saying you worked on yourself and you dropped yeah. those friends. And I'm going to start with giving an example of myself. Like, big thing for me is I noticed 
I had no schedule and when I thrive is when my schedule is packed. So mm-hmm. the first thing I did was get a job, you know? And then once I got a new job, I was just grinding on that. Then working out came back into mm-hmm. my schedule. And then when working out came back into my schedule, like doing things that I found productive where like new things I was picking up that I always wanted to get into, which was like yoga and like meditation and stuff like that, you know? And I stopped. Next thing you know, like I wasn't, there was parties going on at this point too, because it was like kind of quarantine in my town, kind of like, oh, if you quiet about it and parents don't care, well, you know what I'm saying? So those parties were happening and I'd always leave at 9 p.m. because I had to work at 4 Mm -hmm. a.m. packing packages at Target and like everybody'd be like, oh, you're not drinking, you're not doing this. And I'd be like, nah, it doesn't like, and then I just realized, I was like, it doesn't make me feel good. Like I can't wake up the next Mm -hmm. day when I do that stuff, you know? And like just little things like that, like, and it all started with just putting a schedule together. Yeah. I think I started to go outside a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. I spent a lot of time in high school, like, hiding in my room. Mm-hmm. Just, like, from my family and stuff. But when they're the only people you see, like, you got to do what you got to do. And also, like, I'm really thankful for quarantine because it really helped, like, fix my relationship with my little brother. Which, like, I'll honestly cry talking about it, but... He's my best friend now, and he never was. We seriously, we had the worst relationship. Mm -hmm. I was, like, so horrible to him, and it's, like, literally one of my biggest regrets is that I wasn't a good sister to him for so long, but we started playing video games together. He taught me how to play Minecraft, and, like, um, he would call his his friend, like, every night and put him on speakerphone, and they'd be on Minecraft together, and they'd, like, have little building competitions and make me judge them. It was just, like, really sweet to be able to do things with him, and then we started hiking more and walking the dogs, and we'd get ice cream, like, every night in the Dairy Queen Mm drive-thru, and, like, I talked to him about boys and he'd tell me to shut up and it was just like so nice yeah to be able awesome. to like form a friendship with him that I never had in 18 years of living like never had that so. and you say it's regretful but at the same time when you don't like yourself necessarily you start to take that out on other people and like yeah. when it's in the home that's the nearest person you know mm-hmm. so I totally understand that. Like, I've been through that with my sister. We never had a bad relationship, but it definitely got better when she started finding herself Mm -hmm. in later years of high school and then definitely in college. Like, now we're best friends, you know? Yeah. I just spent so long, like, really struggling, and I didn't want him to see that. And sometimes he would, and I'd get embarrassed, and then I'd lash out and get angry at just everyone because I didn't know what to do. But I feel like now that I know how to deal with my stuff better... I can finally like have a good relationship with him. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You're very conscious of yeah. what's going on. I, it's a blessing and a curse to be it's self-aware. A it's a blessing. <laughs> I yeah, I'm nothing if not self-aware. It's a blessing. Trust me. Like it, <laughs> what seems to be a curse, those yeah. hard times, that makes you better. You mm-hmm. know, like right coming into school. I'm not gonna lie. Like I've been. I have a good attitude about things. I stay positive on the outside, but like, of course there's emotions. Like I, I have not been feeling what I've known I could been feeling. And the big thing for me is I was like, oh, I'm, I, it just makes me grateful for what I had at home because I didn't realize how good it was when Mm -hmm. I got here. And I had this attitude that I was going to bring that feeling, that happiness, like that comfort I had into this environment where that's not how it works you need to adapt to your environment and make that new life for yourself like I was thinking I was bringing this life here but I need to 
create that new life, you know? And like, it did take me the three weeks we've been here to kind of figure that out. Mm -hmm. And in those three weeks, I was getting mad at myself because I had these like pretty large expectations for myself. Like I was like, I'll get this podcast going within two days with whoever's there. Mm -hmm. Like I'm able to talk to anybody like, you know, and I, it made me realize how it's not that easy, you know? Mm -hmm. And like a big thing for me, I was like, Oh, I'll get all my schoolwork done. Like I'm going to be on my shit, but I'm not like, you know, the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's tough. You get like, I get bored, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's tough to sit at a computer, sit at a, it's crazy. Like I'm a person who all summer, all I was was moving all day and it was making me exhausted. And then by bedtime, like I would hit the pillow, fall right asleep, wake up the next day, ready to go. And here, like sitting in a classroom and sitting in front of my desk doing homework after from sitting in a classroom and seeing the sun just go by throughout the day is killing me you know like yeah. when i was at home i would work outside all day like my job required me to be outside and then when i was done working outside i'd either take my dog for a walk or i'd go to the gym or go run at a field or like you know and it's just it's crazy i did not realize the impact like that would have on me mm -hmm. but i like like I said, though, like I got to make that life, that new life here. And mm -hmm. that's what like this is. I always said this when I was doing the podcast back home. I was I was like, you guys don't realize how much this helps me just talking, you know, and it's true. Like I'm already this week just talking about doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. Like you don't understand how much better I was feeling this week. Just the concept of being back and doing this. And it's not this like is your therapy <laughs> for sure. It 100 <laughs> percent is. And like it. It, it's crazy because it's it's literally like the mic couldn't even be like I had a conversation with Aranta. I don't know if you've met her yet but me and her have become very good friends and we had a conversation that was podcast like but just that conversation like I don't care if this mic is here or not mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying but like it's what this mic does that I've realized is it makes us focus only on this conversation yeah. there's nothing else going on like it's literally a form of meditation and that's what that conversation with Aranta was like was nothing else was going on we were just talking about how we both feel about life right now, you know? And like, that's what I care about. Like, I don't like these little conversations. Like, I don't know. How are you? How is like yeah, high school? I hate how small is your... talk. Yeah, I just like, want to overshare about let's everything. Do, <laughs> let's do two truths and a lie. Let's, oh my God, you know, I hate it. It's like, that's not how you meet somebody, you know? Yeah. Two truths and a lie. You're already telling one thing that's not real about yourself, you know? Like, it's why not? Let's talk about the moment, what's going on, you know? Mm -hmm. So this is huge. Like, this is, this is a big part that I realized and I'm so glad it's coming back and like, it's crazy because I've always saw myself as like that example of always being positive and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I think it keeps it more real when I can't be positive all the time. You know, like I just had to go in my show for a little bit and mm -hmm. just keep doing me. And like what got me out of it was what got me out of it before. Like just stay on my workout, meditation, going to bed at the right time. But, you know, and like people need to recognize what that is for themselves, you know. Yeah, I've never reached ed levels of productivity but I've definitely <laughs> felt really guilty here sometimes just like taking a break for myself because I'm definitely more introverted well, it depends sorry to interrupt but yeah. what do you what are you perceiving as productivity you know what I'm saying well, I do things that make me feel good <laughs> yeah okay I'm just joking well kind of no, no I don't I really consider want to myself to be really productive but it's but more you, of like, like a guilt said... thing on myself and like getting down on myself mm -hmm. even though like productivity means something different for everybody um I just like I'm a big procrastinator which has been but like what are you doing when you procrastinate life. though 
oh my god just like watching, watching shipwreck things that you yes. like though but, <laughs> but that's what i'm saying like you're doing something that makes you feel good yeah so that's productive in a way you know what i'm saying like there's times where i'm like oh shit i can't do my homework right now you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i'm like i can't do this like whatever i'm gonna read it's not gonna register so i just yeah. get up and go play basketball that's considered procrastinating mm-hmm. but to me that's productivity because i wasn't going to be productive there so i might as well do something that's going to make me feel better you know yeah i don't think about it i haven't thought about it that way but it's a good way to think about it i just mean like i've been feeling guilty because i'm in like this great city literally right downtown and sometimes i just like sit in bed all day and i'm like okay well i haven't seen anyone today i haven't done anything i just feel like bad for not taking advantage of like everything here i haven't gotten involved in clubs or anything just because like it's been so overwhelming like so much more overwhelming than i thought to just be here and like it's exhausting to go to class it's exhausting to do homework Mm -hmm. it's exhausting to try to meet new people it's just like a lot all the time and like i don't have my feel comfortable or like yourself is in this room i totally relate to that like and i don't have like my comfort people that i usually would have at home so Mm -hmm. it's like I basically have to start over. It's lonely. <laughs> yeah. It's real lonely. Like, I'm telling you, I, like, I, I've been telling people, like, I have been having a hard time going to sleep, and I think it's because the only time I can actually let my guard down and relax is once I enter that door. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's not how it was at home. Like, I had my guard down all day because, yeah. like, that was my home. That was my hometown, you know? Like, whoever I ran into, I knew them. But it's, don't feel, like, I can't tell you how to feel, but... What I'd say is me time, it's all about perspective. And if it, if that's making you feel better, if that's making you feel comfortable, if you're creating that relaxation period, like that's productive, you know, like, yeah. yes, we're in a great city, but also keep in mind, we're still in COVID times. We're still in lockdown. We can't use it to the full extent. And like what the full extent is right now is walking around and figuring yeah. everything out, you know, and getting and like, yelled at by people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> getting yelled at by homeless people to yeah. drop your food. <laughs> But I have a nice ass, so. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to go out and know if I have a nice ass if someone doesn't shout it at yeah, me from their car? For real. Gosh. <laughs> I could only imagine. Yeah. I know. That's one thing about the city that I'm... This is male privilege mm-hmm. at its finest, for sure. Like, yeah. I can walk, go anywhere I want at any time, and that's not the same. And, like, I just feel so bad. I do. I really it's do. It's okay. I have my pretty pink pepper spray, so. <laughs> That's good. And Stay strapped. Full of rage, so. <laughs> I think honestly I could beat anyone up. Really? Yep. That's what I, you know, I was saying, I think willpower against willpower, I can handle myself for majority of people. But then when I saw a BPD with bats, I was like, all right, Ugh, when they have a bat. Don't get me started. <laughs> I was like, a bat against a weaponless person. I don't know about that. But. I have moves. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. So. With, like, schoolwork and being procrastinating and stuff, like, how has schoolwork been going in in terms of, like, because I can't do schoolwork unless I'm comfortable, mm-hmm. and there's a long time I wasn't doing schoolwork because I needed to make myself comfortable first, you know, yeah. and, like, that's what you see behind me, which can be perceived as whatever. I think I do have a little bit of OCD looking back at it, but... You just like to be organized. It's good. <laughs> Not, I mean, there's that saying, I'm gonna butcher it but it's something like your state of mind's your state of your bed like if your bed's not made your head's not gonna be clear you know and like that's exactly how I am like shit needs to be in order so I can worry about what's in front of my face you You know you should not see my room I cleaned (laughs) it the other day but (laughs) normally no I know it's but that's just how I've always operated if I had like if 
right now that basket to the left that's clean clothes that i haven't folded because i'm too lazy and i think about it all too often and i should just do it yeah but like if that was gone like i would be clear-minded you know what i'm saying it's little stuff like that and like i don't know a big thing for me is writing things down like i have a planner and i have a notebook and write out my schedule every day i write out my workouts you know what i'm saying like i write everything down so i don't have to keep things in my head my head's just empty which that's my goal is to be empty all the time you're going to the franken zoo's light show yes sir october 2nd I'm so jealous i want to go you should, i think you have to schedule like a week in advance that's why there's a date because a group of friends wanted to go and it took like a month to pick a day Sorry, I get distracted so easily, but... No, I mean, I mean it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, was just I saw that on TikTok, so... Yeah, that's yeah. what my friend saw on TikTok, too. And she's like, we gotta go. I'm on Boston TikTok, so... <laughs> I'm dead. That's crazy. I saw a commercial for TikTok. Really? That's a new level of... Like, on what? On television. I was really? watching the Patriots game in Samia, and next thing you know, it was a commercial for, like, TikTok, and I was bringing the world together. I feel like TikTok doesn't need advertisements. Who doesn't know about TikTok? That's true. I feel like TikTok's gonna... I mean, TikTok's already doing some shady shit, aren't they? Hacking into phones and stuff and causing problems. It makes me laugh. (laughs) Do you have TikTok? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Do you create TikToks? Yeah. What do you create? (laughs) Um, Lately, I've just been... Well, it depends. Most of the time, it's just, like, funny, weird, stupid shit. But lately, I've been, like making little videos of like my day mm-hmm. like They're a vlog cute. yeah do you post them mm-hmm. that's cool yeah i know a lot of people would do stuff like that and then keep them in the saved yeah i mean no one really sees them like i get like 10 likes max that's solid. so i don't care i spent a long time like not posting anything and like or had my account on private because i'm like this is so embarrassing but now i'm like no you know what <laughs> this is funny so <laughs> i just post it that's hilarious yeah I don't know if anyone else really finds it funny, but I do it for me. So. Hey, that's what it's all about, doing everything for you. Yeah. That's awesome. Try to. You try any meditation? The one I sent you? <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, what meditation is what you make for yourself? like? But I have been, like, thinking about it. Like what? What do you mean? Just, like, trying to take time before bed. I haven't done anything, like, guided, but I've sort of done, like, my own meditation of that's... just, like... Normally, before bed, I, like, read on my phone, and that's how I sleep. Um, But instead, I've been trying to, like, take, like, 10 or 15 minutes just to, like, reflect on my day. That's what I do. What I do is, in the morning, right when I meditate, or right when I I wake up, I meditate for a little bit, and then try to find an intent for the day, like, Mm -hmm. what what today's goal is. And it's usually based on my schedule. Like, for most of the days, it's just... Um, get schoolwork done, get better in the gym, and like continue to stay on my diet, like what I'm trying to eat right now. And then, and there's a little bit of a spiritual aspect to it. I try to keep an ego drop. I try to only spread my positive perspective. I try to keep negative things to myself, not in a, like a self-destructive way, but just in the sense when I start going only positive, that's all that comes out, you know. And then at the end of the day. I write this in a journal too. I write everything down. And then at the end of the day, before I go to bed, I do a completion or I do a correction. And then I also do a completion. A lot of people forget that completion part. Like correct what you did, didn't do right. Not in the sense that like it wasn't correct, but it wasn't what you wanted. But then you got to pat yourself on the back for the shit you did get done. You got to be grateful for what happened in that day. Because when you start losing gratitude, you start becoming less grateful for things there's less value in day-to-day activities, you know? What would you say 
for today? Like, what were your goals today, and do you feel like you reached them? All right, my goals for today. So today was a rest day for the gym because I have a lot of classes. My goal was to be present in every class, and my goal was to just drop the ego in the class when a teacher asks a question and say that, and I'd and like just say what I feel. Mm-hmm. I'd say in a seminar I did decent. I still don't really get exactly how I was feeling out, but that's still because the conversation was all over the place, so I don't blame myself for that. In my writing class, I've been a little shy. Um, and then when I was in my chem lab, I was on my phone for the first 30 minutes with my camera off. So that's something I don't want to do again, you know, but then what I'd say I did correct today is first of all, podcast, like got this going again. That was a huge thing for me. And like, I already have some people want to be on and I'm sure right after this, like more people, once they realize like everyone's invited to be on, mm-hmm. I bet more people want to be on. Um, I did my stretching routine. I do a stretching routine every morning. I try to wake up in time to do it, but lately I, I haven't been able that. to fall asleep. Um, I drank coffee today. That wasn't a bad thing, but it wasn't a good thing. I've been trying to get off the coffee because I haven't been able to fall asleep because I'm inside all day. And then, I don't know, just little things like that. I kind of dissect it and then eventually I get to a point. It takes a while. It really does. It, and like that's just because of who I am, there was a point where I'd do it and I would just go through the big things of the day, but now I get to the nitty gritty a little bit because I try to be conscious of every moment. Mm-hmm. And that's for a whole bigger picture thing of for dreaming for me. But um it's but then after I try to do I try to go com- correction and then completion, but like I just did with you, like it, it does alternate a little bit like mm-hmm. as you realize how your day went. But I definitely overall this was a great day because first of all, I'm here, I'm alive. That's a fantastic like you got to be grateful for every breath you have to be grateful for everything you eat i mean i take a moment of gratitude before i eat anything um i'm grateful for any time i have alone that's a big thing for me a lot of people think i don't like them or think i'm getting sick of them or something because i like to be alone but it's just how much i like to be with myself in a sense and have that alone time you know and i've had a hard i've have had a hard time with that in the past being like oh i'll hang out with them because they want me to hang out with them whereas it's like oh what do you want to do though mm-hmm. you know and like i'm getting a lot better at being like i'm gonna go do what i want to do me too actually know? i've even had friends where i know that they're not good for my life um and if they ask me to hang out i'll go hang out with them yeah but i've definitely changed that and set boundaries and it's not even like you don't like them and necessarily mm-hmm. it's just you want to do something else you know yeah and what i'm so absolutely grateful for that i did i realized but i wasn't grateful for to the point is i have friends who are very similar to me who also think that same way and like there was i'm gonna be honest the last like three the last two weeks of two months of summer like i wasn't really hanging out with my friends at all and that's because we were all just doing our own thing but then when we would hang out with each other it would be awesome because like we were so in that moment we had things to talk about it was like weeks without seeing each other but then early in quarantine we hung out with each other every day and we played video games with each other all day and we were just mad at each other all day and it wasn't even like we were mad at each other we were mad at ourselves and they were the only people we saw our day you know and like but there is a there is a a gift in being able to hang out with yourself, you know, yeah. and becoming your best friend. Because at the end of the day, who are you waking up with every day, you know? Who is going to be Unfortunately, there Unfortunately, myself. <laughs> and only myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, that's a tough perspective because at, at the honest truth, like, it is yourself, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, I don't know. If you got to become your best friend because who's going to want to be your best friend if you can't even be your own I best know. friend, you know? Yeah. 
that's been something I, I've always struggled with. It's like always looking for self-love in other people. And you can't do that. It's hard. <laughs> it's it's hard. taken but a lot of people like to find I said, out that you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. You're very conscious and mm-hmm. you're very aware and you recognize that. And like you're very smart and analytical in the sense not analytical in the sense that you see it how it is. You're not going to sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people make those little excuses. They make those little twitches to what the truth are to make it seem different from what it is. But you're like, nope, it's that way. I just got to figure it out. It sucks, but I got to do it, you know? And like, yeah. that's really admirable. It's just weird because sometimes right. I forget like how young I am yeah. and like the grand scheme of things, but I feel like I've experienced so much. Yeah. It's just strange to like reflect on. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I do feel the same way a little bit in a sense, cut, but and there's times in my life where I'm like, I feel like I got shit figured out, you know, and it makes me my biggest thing. Oh, one of my biggest intents for every day is to be the student of absolutely everyone. I try to no matter who you are, if you're a kid, if you're an adult, if you're a teacher, if you're a security guard, I am you have something to offer for me. Everybody has a gift. And like, there's a I was getting this ego build up where I, I was like, okay, I figured myself out. I figured out how to get pretty happy and like stay content with what I'm doing. And I see people who aren't happy with themselves clearly because of the way they talk about others. And I would shut them down. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be like, I don't want to talk to you because like, you don't get it. You're not, you're not happy. You know what I'm saying? You're telling me what to do. And, and like, I can't be like that. I got to get rid of that. And that's a big thing I've been working on here, you know? is keeping that ego drop, keep staying the student of absolutely everybody. Cause it's true. Like some, everyone does have something to offer, you know, everyone's, that's a big part of this podcast is like, everyone's life is so intricate and interesting. Like there's something there, always something, no matter who you are, there's more than something, you know? And that's, a, that's been a struggle for me too, but I'm really like, I, like you, I'm conscious of those things and trying to get back into it. You know, that's such a refreshing perspective. I feel like the majority of people don't really think that way or that's not really what I see yeah especially teenagers everyone has such an ego you know everyone thinks that the world revolves around them and that <laughs> their perspective is the only one yeah and I feel like a lot of people intentionally or not are very close-minded yeah it's tough and to like people who aren't exactly like them it's because we had in high schoolers in this teenage age it's formed so rapidly now especially with social media because we're first of all we've seen in celebrities what's perceived as cool Mm -hmm. we see the money and materials they have and then what cool derives is the concept of weird and then next thing you know we are compartmentalizing people in the based off of things that aren't tangible they're not in our real lives you know what i'm saying and it's crazy like people just need to drop that ego and realize like what cool is is to me is what's interesting about someone, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like someone's into video games that could be seen perceived as nerdy or something like that. But I think that's so cool that someone could be so into something, you know what I'm saying? Like put, put yourself in their shoes and that's how I perceive jokes too. Like if someone thinks something's funny, 
obviously in consideration to other people. Mm -hmm. I don't like when people shit on other people for a joke. But if someone thinks something's funny, I can always find a way that it's funny because I can look at it from the way they're looking at it. If someone thinks something interesting, I can find how it's interesting by looking at it. You know what I'm saying? Like a big thing for me is I don't really care about museums. But I can see the passion <laughs> our professor has for museums. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep trying to put myself in his place and see the value in museums. And it, it's been working, you know? And it's, I think that's important. Oh, it's just dimming. It should be fine, though. Okay. Just wanted to check. I appreciate it. Yeah. I get that. Um, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, I totally... And I like... Like we were talking about in class today when I was saying people got to change from within. It's just being conscious of those things. Like the way we describe some people, how they treat other people, it seems like they're unconscious, you know? Like for me, what I can't believe is some of the things people eat without recognizing, you know what I'm saying? And it's not like, like obviously there's times in my life where I ate like shit, you know what I'm saying? But I was always aware of it, whereas I feel some people just put things into their mouth without even thinking about what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like thinking about the science behind it, what's going in their stomach, that fuel, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not telling everybody to get on a diet and I'm not telling everybody to change their, their eating schedules or anything. But like a lot of people blame how they feel on outside things and make excuses. But what I've realized is how much a diet could change your life, you know? Mm -hmm. And like your food isn't, my sister doesn't like to look at food as fuel, and I like to look at that perspective too, but I like to perceive myself as like a, I guess this does make it seem like fuel, but it's almost like food is like, all right, so you're, picture your body as a car, but when you're eating food, it's not only fueling you, it is like, it's adding stronger wheels, it's adding a stronger bumper, it's adding, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just your growth, whereas if you're gonna put it, look at it. I don't know. I don't know how to make an analogy. No, to this. that was a good one, actually. It's just like food is more than just a fuel. It's literally what you're built of. Like mm -hmm. you see, people. A big argument for vegan diets is you can't get protein from vegetables. And then the the biggest card counter argument is where do you think those meats you eat from get those proteins? Mm -hmm. They eat vegetables. They graze. Where do you like look at a gorilla? They're vegan. They're jacked. You know what I'm saying? They get protein and yeah. like it all comes from what? The soil, what we all eat, you know? Like and I'm not saying like you gotta get on a plant based diet. I'm not like I eat meat. I'm mm -hmm. not vegan. I can't be vegan because of what I'm trying to do with my diet. But I just think when someone drinks for a whole weekend and feel shitty the next day and they know why they feel shitty it's because of drinking but then someone will eat poor foods or not eat at all and then feel shitty and then go be like i need medication i need this i need that it's like why can't you recognize like i don't know it just foods have been a big thing for me that i don't under i don't understand why people can't recognize and it connected what we we're talking to in class today because people don't recognize how they're how ignorant they're being towards other and how like that bias exists only because they can't even understand their concept of self, you know? Yeah. It's, it's hard because I've never had a good relationship with food mm -hmm. just because of like my own body issues Yeah. and control issues. So like, it's hard for me to view food in like a positive or healthy way. I, t I can 100% yeah. understand that because my sister is coming from the exact same place. She's 
always said, I don't have a good relationship with food. I'm, she's like, I don't even want it. I'm not on some diet. I'm not like, she's like, I just want to create that healthy relationship. And where she's starting is cooking with friends. She's like, I'm making it a social event. And what that has stemmed into is she is a vegan, you know what I'm saying? And she's working towards it and she's enjoying it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I haven't had a good relationship with food either. Like I'd eat until I wouldn't stop. Like I don't get full. I don't ever get full. I still don't get it's full. It's because you're a teenage boy. It's because I'm a teenage <laughs> boy. I can eat forever. But my metabolism can't keep up with that. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like I was what I would perceive as overweight. And that was because I wasn't conscious of what I was eating and all that stuff, you know? And I didn't have that good relationship. And where I made a good relationship was just like, oh, I ate that. Two hours later, I felt great. I'm going to eat it again. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Oh, I ate this. And like, it's tough. You got to make tough decisions. I haven't had dairy in months. That's a tough decision. You know, like I fucking love ice cream. I love <laughs> cheese and stuff like that. And oh, I admire your strength. It, but the thing is, it made me feel like shit. Yeah. And I realized how much it made me feel like shit. You know what I'm saying? And like the way I look at food is, oh yeah, the taste is good, but what's the after effect, mm -hmm. you know? So, and it's crazy because there's vegetables and stuff like that I wouldn't eat when I was younger because I was like, oh, they taste bad. But now I'm like, that's going to make me feel amazing and now it tastes good. You know what I'm saying? I just never viewed food. I do now more and I've definitely gotten more into cooking. I love cooking. That's awesome. I love cooking videos. But I mean, there was a time in my life where I'm like 5'8 and I was like 105 pounds because I literally just wouldn't eat mm -hmm. because one, it was like the only thing in my life where I, that I felt like I could control. And also I had like such bad body dysmorphia that I literally thought I was obese when I was like a size zero. So it's been a long journey of like my relationship with food to get to the point where I don't feel guilty for putting anything into my mouth. So and also you shouldn't feel guilty for I anything know. and but it goes back to the medication too because i had been on a medication that made me gain a lot of weight that was completely out of my control is this at a younger age than mm -hmm. we're talking about i was probably in like eighth grade or seventh or eighth grade uh -huh. not great with time but it made me gain like a lot of weight very quickly so I got stretch marks and all of that, and I just wasn't used to it. Uh -huh. It's like I was a fat kid, but like when you're a kid, like <laughs> you don't really get like those effects, you yeah. know, like stretch marks or cellulite or anything like that. And I just I gained weight so quickly, and I wasn't even changing anything in my life. I didn't change anything in my life. It was the medication that did it, and then it was such a struggle to like lose weight again. So that also like further fucked up my relationship yeah, with food because 100%. it's like i'm not even changing anything was this here all i am with, from within though were you like there was no outside people like making fun of you or anything like that mm, there were, there were. <laughs> yeah i was just curious yeah. because it would be interesting for someone that young to feel that way whereas i know anyone who's ever had a problem with their weight it usually stems from someone saying something you know mm. but, i mean it was both i'm very critical of myself but there also were people saying things and yeah. just like, I mean, a lot of it was me and just like, no one's ever going to find me attractive if I look like this, blah, blah, blah. Just like, also like internalized like fat phobia, mm -hmm. just from like society or just like my family, I think, um, just like toxic diet culture. So even if I had gained a, like a little bit of weight, I would get sort of like really internally fat phobic yeah which i also feel guilty for because it's like i recognize now 
you know, now that there's been a lot more, like, movement towards body positivity uh-huh. and stuff like that, that there was no reason for me to feel that way, but I still did. And especially since it was so out of my control that, like, I needed to control something with my food, so I started to really restrict again yeah. and then lost a lot of weight again and then got on another medication that made me gain a lot of weight again. When you were then... losing weight, did you feel good about yourself? No. That's the thing, is (laughs) throughout my entire life, no matter what weight I was at, no matter how good people told me I looked or anything like that, I still always hated myself. Whether I was like 105 pounds or 155, Mm -hmm. like I still hated myself. And I feel like right now is the most comfortable with myself I've ever been. And that's taken so much work, but I am more confident now than I've ever been. (laughs) I'm certainly not my smallest. Like That's so awesome. But it's sort of been recognizing like even when I was like teensy tiny which I thought is like what I want for myself like the ideal like I still wasn't happy yeah so like what's the point in ruining my life to try to get to something that's so unattainable because like I'm an adult yeah like I have an adult body okay like I have like boobs and hips like it's not going away I'm not 14 again yeah so I just had to like work a lot on self-acceptance and that also has to go with and that's food that's too. a never-ending process I know there's days Trust I look in the me, mirror I know. <laughs> like there's days I look in the mirror and I could be like all right yeah I, yeah I like what I see and then there's days where I'm like what the fuck you know what I'm yeah. saying like, I mean I changed my outfit like three times before coming up here so <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny I do the same thing I'll put on yeah. three different shirts and I'll be like oh like this shirt's wearing me I'm not wearing the shirt <laughs> like I'll say shit like that you know yeah. It's it's tough and it like like you said that movement for body positivity like making normal bodies normal mm-hmm. again like it's so true it's crazy what we see anything you see in the fitness industry anything you see any male any female at the foreline are unhealthy mm-hmm. they are doing it with surgery they are doing it with steroids they are doing it with not the way humans are supposed to do it. What a real person's supposed to look like, they're supposed to have fat on them. They're supposed to be rolled some places. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're supposed to be stretch marks. It's what we see in the media is not only like wrong, it's not tangible. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. what like me and my friend Justin, we're big into working out and like he would all he was like, I want this body, I want that body and it got to the point where he's like, They don't do it right. He's like, I can't like I've I've been chasing these bodies I'm never gonna be able to get because they're they, not yours. Yes. That's true. One hundred percent too. Is that's a big thing for me is I used to hate being lanky. I was like, Why mm-hmm. am I tall? Why am I lanky? Like I wanna be stocky like my friends, be able to build big muscles, but like once you change your life towards your you like literally t- boss your life up like literally do what works for you like me and my friends would work out every day together for freshman to junior year and then senior year in this quarantine we did not work out with each other once and now we are all in the best shape we've ever been in and it's because we found those like individual plans you know and it's it takes work it takes effort it takes discipline but with discipline like discipline becomes great freedom you know you know what's weird that actually helped me a lot is tiktok really there's been like a lot of really great like accounts that have been about body positivity like showing real bodies and about like about food too that have been really helpful just like 
like eating disorder recovery accounts and like I don't have an eating disorder anymore like thank fucking god because that's one of the worst things that you can like deal with I can't imagine um but it's just like really positive um on those accounts <laughs> obviously there are a lot of parts of TikTok that aren't that positive but you can find that on any social media but I've definitely found like this little corner that's really been helpful for me that's awesome mm -hmm. and I talk bad about social media and stuff like that but like everything there's good in it you know and like it depends on the intent and mm -hmm. of how people are using it and that's so awesome that you found people who are trying to normalize what you struggle with you mm -hmm. know and that's a like just talking about that you know like just talking about how it is common we hide it from each other how common these things are within yeah. us you know and it's just like as you were saying about your friend trying to find like this ideal body but he's never going to reach that because it's not his like a lot of um uh, something that a lot of girls like talk about is like having hip dips do you know what that is no it's like well you know how everyone always wants like that hourglass figure yeah, yeah. some girls have like a little dip in there and so i have hip dips and i would um I was with some guy a few weeks ago and he's like, oh, you have hip dips. And I'm like, yeah, like, am I supposed to be insecure about that? And I've been thinking about it like literally Wait, every day what you, since. what did you say after that when you're like, what? No, he's like, I like them, but whatever. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, That's an interesting And so I like, yeah. So I Googled it because um, it's never really something I thought about. And I was like, well, now I'm like kind of overanalyzing it and I want, I wanted like some of that positivity like to see people who are really beautiful who have the same features that I do which I've seen in a lot of TikToks like really normalizing like beautiful people with stretch marks and like beautiful fat people and beautiful people who have roles and stuff like that and every single thing that came up in images was like workouts to get rid of hip dips like hip dip surgery like all of this and I'm like why are we doing this yeah and then the more research I did, I found out you, there's nothing you can, there are no workouts you can do to get rid of it. It's your bone structure. Yeah. So like, why am I trying to be insecure about something when it's literally the way that I was born? Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can do about that. So why are people obsessing over it and trying desperately to change something when it's literally your bones? What are you going to do? Yeah. Because even when I was skinny, I had that. So like... It's crazy. People all want to become the same thing, but what I find is beautiful is the difference in people, you know? And it's we've really gotten away from that, that concept of, like, our individuality is what makes us special, whereas we've tried to become special by all becoming the same thing, you know? And that's a perfect example. Mm -hmm. Like, there's things you just can't change. Yeah, like, so, like, why waste your energy on it? Instead, like, put energy in embracing it not only embracing it, but working towards what it is supposed to become, you know, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, I, I don't know in that scenario, but I'm saying like, there's, the only thing I can relate it to is myself, and that's because I just don't have them, mm -hmm. is like the lankiness is, I use that to my advantage now, you know, yeah. like before is, I was like, oh, this sucks. I'm never going to be able to put up weight like them. I'm never going to be able to put, like, do exercises like them. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I'm like, you know what? I can do things I can do. They can do things they can do. And that's just how it is. And I'm happy with that. And that's what makes us all special because now, like, that's what makes us important because we need those things from each other, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And now I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm hot. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Say that shit. It's yeah. important. That's a big thing too. I kind of been forgetting is I don't like, I don't, 
give myself I don't give myself gratitude I'm thankful for everything around it but I never thank myself for like the the discipline I have on things mm -hmm. you know and I do you gotta, should I do gotta think a little bit more like that you know and it is important because that becomes taxing when you're just kind of like keep I mean the people I follow on Instagram make me feel like a piece of shit every morning why because, <laughs> is it like motivation accounts no because it's like David Goggins where he's like oh. you gotta <laughs> he's just like uh, I don't care to get into it, but those things are what drive me at the same time But at the same time they can make you self-destruct because you try to live up to those expectations of just go go go, you know But like pick and choose a big thing with diet I want to talk to you about it and like you said with cooking is where it made a big change is I realized when I started cooking my food how much better it tastes mm -hmm. and Where I how much better it made me feel and I don't even this is like some spirituality type thing for me whereas I think the energy put into the food is immediately consumed like I think whatever farmer did to that animal that I'm eating I'm gonna eat that same energy if it was bad intent I'm gonna eat that bad intent I'm gonna eat that bad energy it's not gonna make me feel good like I eat like free-range eggs my friend has chickens who mm -hmm. has eggs and they live the best lives ever you know what i'm saying they I just film in their backyard that's awesome and <laughs> i don't I, eat eggs though no no but i would cook like i would cook those eggs and i'd be like now the energy of happy chickens the energy of me who cares about the food i'm preparing instead of some like mcdonald's worker who's mm -hmm. just whipping it together for minimum wage you know like that there's energy behind your food and that's a big thing that like when you start cooking for yourself you start putting like a like that extra people say there's that secret ingredient of love and like i truly believe in that like i really 100 percent wholeheartedly do because my favorite foods are the foods that are cooked for me by people i see cooking it who i know put passion into what they're cooking you know that's cute yeah <laughs> <laughs> just the happy chickens yeah um back to quarantine just because it's like relevant now i guess it's the only thing it's that's like, been going on <laughs> yeah i used to eat like a lot more fast food and then during quarantine i really started cooking a lot more and it's been great i actually started cooking a lot more with my stepdad who i never had a good relationship with either that's really awesome. never liked him but um we started cooking a lot more together and it was just like something nice where we could get along and i didn't feel like i hated him that's really <laughs> did you and it sounds also, like once like, you started to find yourself, these relationships definitely started to come into play. And people noticed. Like, people really noticed. Like, not even just my family, but, like, my friends and everything noticed, like, how much better I felt about myself and how I was able to have better relationships mm -hmm. with everyone in my life. And I'm so, I'm so thankful for that. That's so awesome. I feel like I don't express that enough, like, how grateful I am that I'm able to like have good relationships with my family now and obviously like we all still have our our issues and all of that but i feel like it's not as much me yeah 100 percent. and with those issues like yeah there's great highs and everything and this is something i've been learning at school but like you can't have those highs without lows you know mm -hmm. they can't like that summer felt so good and it was the best summer i've ever had in my life and then i came here with that same attitude that everything's going to be up here and it went down, and then I was like, oh, this is me, this is that. And I just had to go back to square one, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it goes back to your expectations, too. That's so true. I saw this video the other day on TikTok, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, the expectations that you have are ruining your experiences. 
because you go into these things expecting it to be this and then it's not and then that ruins everything so you need to go into things expecting nothing and then whatever the outcome is it's going to be awesome that's that's a big intent thing for me every day i try to write no expectations Mm -hmm. because i do create expectations and that can it can create fulfillment but it can't create enjoyment and it can most of the time create disappointment you know I mean, it's like human nature to have expectations for things, but I find myself like romanticizing a lot of like experiences in my life and all of that and just like sort of looking at things through rose-colored glasses and then it all comes crashing down around me and I'm like, where did I go wrong? And it's because you're not actually looking at people as like who they are. You're looking at this like idealized version of them that you made in your own head and nobody's going to live up to that because they're a human being. So Mm -hmm. I definitely need to work more on not idealizing people because as i said those expectations they're bound to disappoint you so a big thing that i'd say to help with that is living in the moment Mm -hmm. which i say and i i've been there but i 100 percent can't live there and that it like just being very present because then every moment there is no expectation because you were just in the moment before concentrated on that you know and but that's tough when you're laying in bed and the moment is you mm-hmm. with your eyes closed but you're still thinking you know like i have not been able to sleep here i am thinking for hours and it is like literally causing me pain <laughs> like i do not know why i'm creating like crazy new relationships in my head like crazy new scenarios that mm-hmm. i'm like oh this would be awesome this would <laughs> be <too>. great <laughs> and it's like oh what the fuck like you're gonna wake up and just have a, like a whatever that day is it's not what you're you know exactly what you're saying yeah i mean even with the guy that i was like going out with for the first few weeks here who did crush my heart if you're listening to this um (laughs) (laughs) but no um i just spent so long like over analyzing it and really upsetting myself for no reason and not living in the moment i mean there were even times where we were like out doing things and i would just be thinking so much about like what are we? What is this? Like, what's going to happen next? What does next week look like? Instead of just being there. Yeah. And like, I really valued all the all of the time that we spent together, even if it ended in like not a nice way. It it still was like beneficial for me, and I feel like it was a good relationship while it was happening. So I am grateful for that to like have some something. This is wild. Of, like I'm um, telling you, when I saw what happened and how yeah. you felt about it, like this bounce back is amazing. Yeah. Because I, I, it hasn't always been like this. I, the way you describe your relationships with just your family, I can't mm-hmm. imagine, like, this is crazy, this bounce back. Just like... For anybody. What's the point of dwelling on it, you know? That's so awesome. Because it's like, yes, it sucked and it hurt me. I mean, you were with me that day. You saw how hurt I was, how anxious that made me. But now that I'm thinking back on it and I'm like out of that period of hurt, it was like great for me. It was so healthy while it was happening. And I've always had like really bad relationships um, where I sort of didn't let myself be vulnerable. And I feel like I was really vulnerable with him. And that was really big for me. And even my therapist said after I was telling her about how it ended and stuff and I just kept trying to come up with excuses she's like the reason why you're struggling with dealing with this relationship is because you did everything right and you're always looking for a reason to hate yourself and in this situation this was a good relationship you did everything right like i was vulnerable and i like 
didn't just view myself as like a sexual being so I actually spent good time with him instead of just like having sex with him on the first date and Mm -hmm. like I had a lot of respect for myself I was open about what I was feeling the entire time like it was so good for me and so I feel like that's a reason why it was easier for me to move on because it's like it was good even if it was you said like, yourself like you looked for something wrong in yourself yeah. where, where nothing exists mm-hmm. you know and that's are you like if someone yells at you or someone to yell back are you someone to kind of internalize that and cry you know and like that's a big thing for me is where i would just cry and i'd blame yeah. myself and like there's a lot of people who'd yell black and blame others and not see themselves and it's vice versa you either blame others and don't see yourself or you either blame yourself and don't see others but it's crazy how beneficial it is to have that balance and like you're really finding that which is awesome and it was so nice that you know when he ended things i knew that he didn't care you know about what i had to say or how hurt i was i knew that what he was doing was selfish but i still stood up for myself and like i sent this long thing and it just made Wait, me feel call so call him or text him i texted him so I, yeah. <laughs> I was crying. No, <laughs> I was it's like, tough. I don't want to do this. How did, um, did it end over text or call? Uh, both, kind of. Yeah. And I've just been in so many situations where I didn't get the chance to stand up for myself. And this felt so good. And no, he didn't care at all about my long paragraph that I sent him. But I cared. And I sent it to my friends. And I was like, like does, does this sound okay? And they're like, don't send that to him. Like, he doesn't care. And I'm like, I need to do this for me. That's so awesome. Because I've spent so much of my life being a fucking doormat. And, like, I'm not doing that anymore. Like, you, if you're going to waste my time and hurt my feelings, you're going to know exactly how that made me feel. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Like, Jesus, you're, really, you're so far along. Like, so Thank you. very smart and very aware and really protecting yourself. Like, real change only comes from within. And that's, like, today in the class, like, that's why it's was, it was hard for me to have that conversation because mm-hmm. I know, like, real change in situations like that are only going to come from the individual. And you are living that. You are a living example of that. That's so awesome. I really like that you said that and that you recognize that because it definitely hasn't always been like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been with, like, really horrible people that have, like, destroyed my self-esteem and then I think it's like me and I'm like oh I did all this work and I still let this person fuck me over and then as always it's like looking for something wrong in myself instead Mm -hmm. of looking at those relationships as like an opportunity to grow and I think once I shifted my mindset to look at everything in my life as sort of an experience and like how does this shape me how does this change me how can I use this to be better then I've started really valuing valuing everything in my life so much more and also not dwelling on it for so long. I mean, this only happened like two weeks ago. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like a crazy bounce back. But it's like, that was an experience. Also, think about the steps you took too. You went back home. Mm-hmm. You went back to your comfort spot. And that was spot. so needed. I like when you said that I was like that's perfect like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be honest if that situation happened to me and I tried to just stay here and be like I'm toughing it out I'm not going home I would have killed myself like I like I literally would have I that's smart of you and you swallowed that ego like Mm -hmm. a big thing with my sister's freshman year is she had problems different problems but a lot of emotions with it but she felt like if she went home she wasn't having the college experience Mm -hmm. whereas 
I don't know if it's a time period, but for me myself, I feel like that doesn't exist. And obviously, I saw her, and like you don't feel like it exists, and mm -hmm. like that's so awesome. You took advantage of that, the, the opportunity here. You know, you could go home, you could do classes at mm -hmm. home, and like get that comfort back and gain your bearings, and then come back out here. You know. And it's just so weird to think about because like if this had happened a year ago, and like I got hurt like that, the way I would have dealt with dealt with it is by jumping in someone else's bed. And instead, I took the time for myself, I went home, I reflected on the entire situation, and now, as you said, like, I bounced back. It's just weird to see that growth. What do you mean it's weird to see that growth? Well, it's just, like... It's good. Yeah, I mean, You're it's, like, like good to see that office. growth, but it's just, like, <laughs> wow. I can't believe that. Yeah. it's It comes with age, and it comes with experience, you know? Yeah. And also, it seems like you listen to the people around you, too, you know? There's a lot of people who don't. And that's a big mm -hmm. thing, like, you are a product of your environment, and if you pay attention to your environment, you could become whatever that is, you know? And that's why I've definitely been trying to surround myself with, like, more positive people. And like-minded, you mm -hmm. know? Not in the sense that they believe with believe everything you believe, and, like, not like an echo chamber, but in the sense that you're, you enjoy the same things and you feel good with the same things, you know? Yeah. And although I only have a few friends at school... They're really good friends. They're really good people. I think that they're going to be people that are in my life for a long time. That's so awesome. And I'm so glad to hear that, especially yeah. with the situation we're in. Like, it's so tough to meet people. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, see big groups hanging out, and I'm like, oh, I wish I had that. But at the same time, like, I don't know if I would be comfortable in that situation. Like, I like having a few friends. Quality and I like quantity. them being, yeah, really great. And even though I've only known them for a few weeks, like, I'm really comfortable opening up to them which is so needed because I love to overshare. <laughs> I mean, you got to talk about it. Yeah. Like, you got to talk about it. The insecurities, the problems you have with yourself, like, mm -hmm. yeah, you could think about them, you could write them down, but if no one else is there to just receive, that's what a big thing about therapy is, is just having that person there to bounce that off, you know, yeah. another human being listening. Another thing I regret is I feel like I wasted a lot of time in therapy. I feel like... Why do you say regret? <sighs> I'm... I don't know, that's just the word that came to mind. I don't know if it really is a regret or it's just like, this is something that happened and like I had to move away from that. But I feel like- But like look at, but why would you regret it if you look at the great like great place you're at right now? Yeah. How would you have any regret if you're just improving? I'm not sure. <laughs> you know. I don't know. It's just, I'm not trying to correct you or anything. No, but you're right. I think like, it's just word choice. Mm -hmm is what your day is you know if you're yeah. making jokes about yourself if you talk negatively about yourself even if it's a joke you're, those words are still there you know what i'm saying if you're saying negative things about your past even like like you're very conscious but what i would challenge you to do is be conscious of those words you pick and think about what you mean when you say it because you said regret and what's that perceived as is a negative thing but that's not what you meant and that's mm -hmm. why i asked you because i know that's not what you meant is you were just looking back on it you know you sound like my therapist <laughs> <laughs> so she says the same thing to me so yeah i guess it is something i really need to work on but i just mean like there's definitely been a shift because i i took like like an eight month break from therapy before going back last august and i feel like this past year it's been the most effective it's ever been, and it's because I've really been serious about it. Mm -hmm. I used to sort of dance around things and, like, just waste an hour every week of, like, oh, well, here's what my friend said at lunch today, and, like, this guy on Snapchat is cute, but now I'm actually, like, 
I need to face this stuff. Because you realize it's from yeah. within now, before mm -hmm. you thought it was an outside thing. Mm -hmm. Or I just, like, it was just too much, and I didn't want to deal with it. That's also true. And now I it's mean, like, you know yourself. here it is, and yeah. this is how it's fucking up my life, and I don't <laughs> want this to have control over me anymore, because I want everything to be me. You know, I want every emotion that I feel, I want to know where it came from. I want to know why I'm feeling that and how I can improve it or if I should sit in it or like how long I should be feeling it. And I used to just let everything else control my life and I didn't want that anymore. And I had people come into my life and like severely fuck me up. And it's like, I'm not going to give them the power to do that to me. Not after everything I've done for myself. You can't come into my life and like mess everything up for me because I'm better than that. I'm above that and I'm stronger than that. Damn. I'm going to end it on there. That was a <laughs> good ass monologue. Thank but, you. <laughs> um, we were talking about it. Uh, the, the intro music at the end of the podcast, I usually like to ask why they picked the song they picked because there's usually greater meaning to it. I don't know if you have one yet or not. Yeah. I was thinking that we should do Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Really? Maybe I have. I'll have to play it. Once, you, you, once play. you listen to it, you'll know what it is. What's, what's it mean to you? Um, I just like, it's, it's a very positive song to me. It reminds me of being at home and like driving around with all the windows down and like sticking my head out the window in the middle of the night. So That's awesome. <laughs> it's yeah. just like nice. That's I awesome. like it. It's positive. Yeah. And like, if that's a big thing, just the rhythms of songs can get you in a certain mood, you know? Like it's not even the words behind songs sometimes. And I, I, t I totally have songs like that. That's awesome. This is great. I'm really like, it's crazy. I feel like I've seen your growth from a, and I just met you like three weeks ago. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? And it, like, I only see things going up from here. I only, like you're too aware to not continue to progress. And like, there's going to be shitty moments. There's going to be worse moments. Like you said, you dealt with that shitty moment, yeah. but it's going to get worse. The only way to ascend is to keep going down, you know? And like, once you recognize that and in those like shitty moments, you realize the growth that's going to come out of it. There's so much more value and it's just, it's a mental strength and you definitely have it. And I, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm so proud of you and how far you've come. And it, I just met you three weeks ago. It's crazy. It's so <laughs> wild, you. but this is awesome. Okay. Bye. So <laughs>